stupid mic. Hello. Okay. okay. All right. Fuck this. I'm done. You guys, I'm quitting the podcast. I can't handle this kind of stress anymore. <laughs> Everybody's freaking out now. Oh my god. She's fine. She'll be fine. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Let's try this again. I've fucking been up since two thirty with a sick two-year-old. <sighs> my pills, thank fuck, give me energy. And Kenzie's just over here all relaxed and giggly. So that's good fucking news. <laughs> Hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm excited. I know. So Cole surprised me with a whole day of stuff, and then we're going to Wise Guys with my parents tonight. Oh, and then fuck. he then we took I, we both took Monday off. So then he just says he wants to just hang out just us two the next two days. I love that. What yeah. are you? What what's the like? What's he doing for like the whole day? You don't I know? Have no idea. <gasps> no idea. Oh my god, that's fucking. Cute. Our first year, my first birthday, um, we were together. Yeah. He it was during the week, so he had me take the day off work then too, and then he took me up to. Um, took me on this hike up to this really pretty lake mm-hmm. and then we went to lunch at this bar or like this um oh wait. oh shit what is it called whatever we went for lunch and then we went down to those i can't remember what it's called but those um up on 7th east they have that race card or that race track thing sure um for I like the whatever one of those things it was the just drag really racing fun. shit no, it's, a, it's like one of those indoors where you're in those little carts and you go around like the track. Go kart track? Yes. Oh. But like, it was like, it's like a big track the, for the it. The big huge one? Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of cool. I've never done that. Yeah, it was really fun. We had to take like these, we had to like watch this thing before and we had these little um, things that go over your hair. So like a, what are those called? Oh my God. A I'm, mask? No, but it's... An, It's too early. Let's just move on. Hold from on. This. I gotta get my glasses because I can't fucking see shit. Like I'm I am just <laughs> like I'm stuttering. I'm, it's too early for this. I haven't had enough coffee. I'm more giggly than talkative right now. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll get through this. We will. It'll be fine. My words will start to come out correctly pretty soon. I promise. See, here's the thing, though. As I was gonna say. You say it's because it's early and you haven't had enough coffee, but if you listen to all the episodes, no matter what time of day we're recording, you're tripping over your words. I know, but not this bad. I know, but it's so funny. I don't even care. <laughs> like, so, I can't even think of the words so to Dave, trip over them. Dave from um, Project 26 listened to our last episode and heard that it was your birthday, and he's like, my birthday's on Sunday, too. Oh, so happy birthday. Guys, yeah, so you guys are birthday twins. That's awesome. Happy so, birthday to all my birthday twins out there tomorrow. Yeah. Well, not tomorrow. Well, it's a good you have the day off. Tomorrow to us, not tomorrow to the listeners. Cole knows that you're recording Monday, right? Yeah, I told him okay. Monday night. Yeah, it's Monday night. Yeah. It's like 5.30, so I'd be yeah. there like 5.15-ish. Yep, I told him that. No um, worries. Cool, cool. Um, so let me see. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I told everyone I would do this. So all my son's little gamer buddies and friends, I told you guys I'd give you a shout out. So hello to everybody that follows my fucked up stories and follows my son in <sighs> gamer world if you guys want to follow my son he's asm underscore mystic um he's a cool fucking kid he's funny he's a cool kid well everyone gets on there you heard them they're crazy uh-huh. i love it like she's an upgrade i'm like yeah they're, i know they're fucking ruthless i know like, yes they are i know i heard that God just that minute damn. like did your mom wash your mouth that was soap because it shows that it didn't happen jesus yeah Christ. it didn't help uh-uh. <laughs> Like that was that's why they like hot sauce and they they never stop. They're just like they, they loved it. So the full moon was the other day. Did you 
I loved all your witchy stuff did that you, you did. Your picture was did. gorgeous. Those pictures you posted. I've, oh my god. I took a couple of them. Well, because it was our last like super moon. Yeah, of the year. year. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna fucking just send this one. Yeah. So I did all like the ritualistic makeup and I did like the music and everything before I went in and did the stuff and oh my god it was so relaxing. That's well, so awesome. Holy fuck. I walked out to my car after totally forgetting that I had full <laughs> fucking witch runes on my face and some guy no shit was pulling right here looks over and slams on the brakes and just looks at me and I was like oh, hi. He thought he was in a horror movie for a second. He's like fuck. Yeah. I don't think I posted the picture to the Instagram. I think I put it on like the story and some people saw it. Cause some people follow my personal page. Yeah. So they saw it, but I don't know. I don't remember if I put it on the, on the podcast one. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, I got that, um, the candle magic book and then I already had a crystal magic book. So I've been reading those. And then, so I did a, I made a, um, protection amulet that night. Oh. I made some moon water. I did the release. Yeah. Um, meditation all that you know did you do just, one for like attraction like what you want mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah at first i had to release some shit please fucking tell me you put some shit there on the podcast oh of course duh oh, okay good i was like i totally forgot to tell her to put the podcast on the attraction side oh yeah yeah yeah. okay good oh, me yeah. too so absolutely with that in mind you guys rate subscribe and review on itunes and keep telling people about us our numbers are jumping like crazy it's been fucking awesome so i know you guys are sharing our shit which is great news oh and for those of you who don't know that's shelby oh fuck that's mackenzie and this is heckle and shy <laughs> somebody <laughs> help us uh, oh anywho <laughs> so <clears throat> people have been sending me like a lot of random news articles and stories and all different kinds of th- just stuff that happens like all over the place yeah I have had to like randomly ground myself throughout the week because they give me so much rage. Yeah. Like I don't understand all how the we shit have... that's going on in this world right now. Yeah. Like it's just obviously I don't time. love the idea of violence. Okay. But I feel like if we maybe, maybe a little bit more lived in a society where we had quicker punishment, mm-hmm. um, people would be less like, cause I mean, if you do something fucked up, like, what, you're out in 25 years yeah. or you're on death row for, like, your whole life anyways? Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the real crime? Like, you go live somewhere and you get fed three meals a day and you yeah. get to fucking go to the library and nap. Like, that sounds like a education fucking vacation to me, and all bro. these activities. Do you want to know what happens if I go to jail? I don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning with a sick toddler. Like, send me. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the downside? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I've never been in jail, so I don't really know what it's like, but I'm guessing from movies. I've been. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, it's just sickening, which kind of actually reminds me of a dream that I had that I was going to tell you about. Okay. So I don't remember the whole thing. I remember a piece of it. Your nose ring looks like it's going to fall out. Okay, Twisted. thanks. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm that person. Your nose ring's going to Well, no, if I would have lost, I would have been pissed. Yeah. But anyways, so I don't remember all of it, but I remember there was like this white porcelain figure. It looked like a human, but it didn't have like features, like didn't have a face, but it had like and dense word eye like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't creepy it was cool yeah and it grabbed my hand and then it grabbed someone else's hand i have no idea who the other person was but if someone like i could tell that i know okay and it said something about um changing the world together and i got fucking chills the second i woke up chills and i cannot stop thinking about it since that little white porcelain figure yeah is so creepy sounding but no. it was just like so calming 
I wonder, and it was crazy. Like, I don't know what that meant, but that was insane. Well, I wonder, because I know you've been trying to connect with your spirit guides, mm-hmm. so I wonder if in little ways, like, they're starting to come like reveal. through. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't always present immediately. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, that's one of the little things that your spirit guides do. But I wonder who else they grabbed, and I wonder, like, yeah, who was the, Yeah. See, oh my god, just now talking about it. Listen, suddenly I feel oh. a lot of pressure, so I don't want to be involved. <laughs> well, apparently you're not the one helping me. <laughs> For helping you, good luck. Okay? Oh, Fuck. no pressure. Oh, That's funny. Why? You run? No, I walked outside and was going up to the gas station. And you know that left turn that you take to go into the uh, library? Yeah. There's just some kids sitting next to the road. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he had like a Jansport backpack on and a purge mask. mask? What the hell? That's fucking... He's like, I'm just trying to protect my hair from the rain. My always smile face. always smiles. Any picture I post of Mackenzie apparently has to involve her smiling, which... No, I was half smiling in that other one that you posted, or that went on for the podcast, um... Oh my god, whatever. I don't know. Do you have any more life updates before we jump into this? No. Am I first? I'm first, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. So, <laughs> I don't know. You you guys are either going to love or hate what I'm about to do. And oh, I haven't shit. I haven't even told Mackenzie. My story is going to take two parts. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I like I like two-parters. That um, means there's a lot of information. Right. Which means next episode, you guys are going to get like a, I'm assuming you'll just do a haunt and I'll keep doing this because I'm not doing a haunting. Okay. Um, so I've, I've split it up the best that I can. So hopefully you guys don't fucking hate me. Like, look at, look at all this. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a shitload. Okay. So I'm going to cover something that I fucking, I am obsessed with old school gangsters oh yes like OGs. Oh, yeah oh yeah like obsessed like bonnie and clyde and mm-hmm. bugsy and fucking john dillinger and mm-hmm. all those kinds of people that's cool well a few a few years ago a movie came out that had <laughs> tom hardy in it because oh my god i love him he's my fucking boyfriend he just doesn't know he's my next baby daddy <laughs> he just is at, not aware at this point in time um so i'm gonna be covering the cray twins Okay. You don't know anything about them, uh-uh. do you? Nope. Okay. The only reason I know who they are is because they are from the East End of London. Okay. And when I was growing up, I heard stories from my dad about different things, and I wasn't actually able to get a hold of my dad for those. I mean, I don't know how. I don't think I've really talked about him much on the podcast. Like my dad and I do not get along mm-hmm. at all. So me even reaching out to him was weird, but he never ended up getting back to me, which makes sense. So, anyways, my dad knew them mm-hmm. wow. um, and actually did a couple different things with them. That's when I first heard about the craze was okay. when I was growing up. So, if I get if I get a hold of my dad um, and I'm able to get some of his personal stories of the craze, um, I'll kind of just do like a side note on another episode. Yeah, that'd be so interesting. And update you guys. Yeah. Because my dad was born in 42. Okay. So... Um, the Crays were at their peak of power when my dad would have been right around, like, 22, 23-ish. Oh, wow, yeah. Because um, they were born in the 30s. Okay. So, no. Yeah, so. No, he was a little bit younger. Because he told, me, he told me some story about going into the pub 
and the craze were in there. And I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a two-parter. So I'm going to cover their little bit about them, like their back history. And then part two is going to be their criminal enterprise and like what they did crime-wise. Oh, okay, cool. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So Ronald or Ronnie Cray was born October 24th, 1933. He passed away March 17th, 1995. Mm. Reginald, or Reggie Cray, was also born October 24th, 1933, and he died October 1st, 2000. Now, obviously, they were twin brothers, and they were born in the east end of London and were English criminals. I don't know why they... They had to fil- throw in the English part? Uh, I think it's because... At some point, um, the mob actually flew over there and were trying to get them involved in some of the racketeering stuff oh, okay. with opening casinos and stuff in England because they had so much shit going on. Yeah. If I randomly slip into different words with my accent, don't stress. <laughs> Are you going to stay here for the whole story? Oh, I gave your little gamer buddies a shout out. He just <laughs> smiled. Um, okay. <sighs> they were the English criminals and the four most that's not a word <laughs> what you're gonna read perpetrators me? jesus okay. christ i was like you're gonna really... listen back and you're like oh wait yeah they were the foremost <laughs> foremost perpetrators or the original gangsters of organized crime in the east end of london their reign was during the 1950s and 60s is when they were at their peak. So, yeah, wow, my dad being born ago. in the 40s, 50s, he would have been, he was old enough to start fucking around with all them. He's, I, I remember one story about him running through backyards and he got caught up in a clothesline and, like, <laughs> someone was screaming for Reggie to get into a car because they had just, like, something had happened. Like, somebody was getting punished. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear some of those stories. Um... You don't piece that shit together, though, until you're older and you're like, the craze? <laughs> um, okay, so with their gang or organization, it was referred to as the firm. The firm. The, which I think is fucking awesome. I think so, too. I just feel like I need to have a shirt that says the firm. Yeah. Because I don't know why. It just makes me happy. Um, the craze were involved in murder, armed robbery, arson, protection rackets, and assaults. See, now, here's my thing, and obviously I could be, like, dead fucking wrong, but based on all the research that I've done, these two were, this is going to sound really stupid, they were gangsters with a lot of respect, if that makes any kind of sense. They never they're, hurt women. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I they're, like, they're, they're, like, the respectful gangsters. Like, I, like it. I totally would have fucking dated someone like this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're not, um, like, the gangsters no they only ever like beat the hell out of people and murdered people that like deserved it yeah once we get into the murders and you hear like who was murdered and why they were murdered you're gonna be like well snitches end up in ditches like everybody knows that yeah um so like they were definitely yeah like there's this one story of um somebody was he had a, a woman around and someone used foul language in front of her and she, he had her like taken over to a table and went and got her a drink and he bounced that fucker's head right off a table wow. and just left him gushing with blood because like to these guys, you didn't even, you didn't even swear yeah. in front of a woman. Yeah. Um, that wasn't acceptable. And I'm like, where are those men? The idea has changed so much for men apparently. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'd, I'd be fucked, though, because I, like I him, swear him, a lot. <laughs> I swear so much. What are you raising your hand for? Because uh, these days, if you bounce somebody's head off the table, you're going to get charged with the stolen battery. That's because these days, a lot of people are pussies. I'm not even sorry that I said it. Well, uh. <laughs> I feel like if you have a problem with someone, duke it out and go on with your day. You shouldn't end up in an assault charge if you're both ready to Why duke do you out. think I always tell people, throw up your dick beaters, let's dance? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take you guys back to the beginning, and we're going to kind of go through step by step how they ended up getting involved in this shit show of whatever in the fuck. Okay, so Ronald, a.k.a. Reggie, or sorry, wow, Ronald, a.k.a. Ronnie, Reginald, Reg or Reggie, um, they, Cray were born October 24th, 1933 in Haxton, which is in East London, to Charles David Cray. He was a wardrobe dealer. Okay. Didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. Mm-mm. And Violet Annie Lee. Reggie was like... I like that name. Yeah. Um, when we have our daughter, like, her middle name's going to be Violet. I like that name. That's cute. Yeah, but ours is a family name, like, on Casey's oh. side. Like, his great-grandma was Violet. Oh, that's cool. Um, so Reggie was actually born first, arriving ten minutes before his brother Ronnie. Their parents already had a six-year-old son named Charles James and a sister who was actually named for her mother... Her name was Violet, but she unfortunately died in infancy. Oh, it's so sad how many babies died back then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, too many died today. Did you know America? Yeah, today too, yeah. America has like the worst. Mortality rate? No, no, no. Like oh. birth rate. Like it, oh. like for women that die in labor, America is oh, yeah, one okay, of the yeah. worst. Like, And the thing is, is we have the medical shit and the tech. Like women should not be dying yeah, so as much the as they do. Like, where's the overlap? They're fucking yeah. lazy. God. Um, Just want the money? Yeah. So, when the twins were three years old, they contracted diphtheria, which is, like, high fever, sore throat, you get, like, white patches on your tongue. Okay. And, like, extreme high fevers. Yeah. Um, and your throat and everything can, like, swell. Oh, my God. Did you look up diphtheria? Yes, that is bad. Oh. Yeah, but, like, down here, like, everything can oh. swell so oh, so bad because get, of the yeah. lymph nodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Do you want to show her a picture of the twins? Listen, Tom oh, Hardy's yeah, way okay. fucking hotter. I'll tell you what. Well, he's hotter than most men. So. Oh, my God. So one of our listeners messaged me, and at some point she met Tom Hardy, and I was like, T- did you lick him? Did you touch him? Can I touch your hand? <laughs> Seriously. The real Cray twins, or? The real Cray, the real Cray, the real Cray twins. So the. Okay. They he's look, definitely more attractive than the, like, that one. Yeah, that they're thing. still, they're not identical twins. They're just yeah. twins. See, this guy on the right has a Tom Hardy vibe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's more attractive than that one, for sure. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie I Am Legend. Oh, I love that movie. That's that's this. That's the Cray Twins. Okay, Um, okay. And he plays both both (gasps) brothers. Okay, okay. Um, He's so fucking good in that movie. The way he portrays both of them, it was mind-blowing how amazing he was at playing both characters because they were so different. So the twins first attended um, Woodclose School in Brick Lane. God, he's hot. <laughs> and then <clears throat> then they attended Daniel Street School. Okay. In 1938, the Cray family moved from Steen Street in Hoxton to 178 Vallis Road in Bethnal Green. Now, if any of our listeners live there or in and around there and want to take a picture of the old <gasps> Cray house, send it. Dude, fucking send all of it. That would be so cool. Mm hmm. 
the oh, inf- I, oh sorry you're fine the influence and very close relationship with their grandfather who was jimmy cannonball lee or southpaw cannonball lee southpaw that's cool he was actually a famous boxer of the east end of london who wasn't at all to be messed with inside or outside of the ring he was a fairly ruthless motherfucker yeah he knows how to fight so don't fuck with him right well he got the two into boxing okay oh shit so the, the close relationship caused the brothers to take up amateur boxing and boxing back then especially in east east end london because the east end was it's like the fucking bronx or harlem like right, it yeah. is like the slum of london at least yeah. it was back in the day so these were all motherfuckers that were hard knocks mm-hmm. for sure they're on the street 100 percent um so it was a popular pastime anyways. So the sibling rivalry spurred them on and they both achieved actual like really good success with it. They really? they went um they they said it said that they never actually lost a match before they decided to turn professional at 19. Oh, that's young. Yeah, but I don't oh, I want to say hold on. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure someone will correct me. Ronnie um, Ronnie was the more violent of the two. He was super fucking quick triggered. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was him that he started to get too violent in the ring. Once, oh, okay. once he'd like hit somebody, he wouldn't get off of them. Yeah. Like hit him like, while they're down. He, he wanted blood. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at night, yeah, they began getting too violent in the ring and craved the blood and the power of pummeling their opponent. Um, more so him than, than the other one. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't put it in these notes. I'll just insert it here and then I'll cover it a little bit later on the next half. But Ronnie, um, I think it's Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, it has to be Ronnie. Ronnie, um, Ronnie was, he was a schizo. Um, complete split personalities. Like one day you could go to Ronnie and be like, Hey, look, like, look at my jacket I got. And he'd be like, Oh yeah, like I like it. The next day you could say the same thing to him and he would, grab you by the throat and squeeze until you pass the fuck out jesus christ like he was very yeah back and forth extreme yeah like if you go back and watch i am legend you've seen it right Mm -hmm. so he's the one that walks into a bar and starts screaming about wanting like a proper shootout because he wants to fight okay he constantly just wanted the fucking fight and the violence and the rage situation um he had a lot of shit going on yeah it sounds like a shit he should have been on all kinds of meds for his anger and his split personalities yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Um, nowadays, like that obviously, hopefully, I guess, would have been treated a little bit better. But back then, back in the 50s, they did not have any like, fucking idea other than yeah. they were all terrified of him. So they knew to let him out. Like they would let him out of jail because they were yeah, so fucking scared do, of yeah. the craze coming after. Yeah. Or the firm coming after any the of them firm, or their yeah, family. The firm. So, due to their rising reputations for violence at the age of 19, um, the boys were conscripted for national service at this time. Basically, the army tried to take them and... Recruit them, yeah. Well, mostly, like, back in the day, like, people used to be able to be punished. Like, okay, it's 12 months in jail or a year in the service. Oh, okay. Um, So, the army tried to take them at this point, and the twins were called up to serve for the royal... Fusslers, fuslers, I don't know, sounds fucking retarded though. Um in nineteen fifty two. They reported, but they attempted to leave only after a few minutes because they didn't like the way they were being spoken to. 
So the corporal in charge tried to stop them from leaving, but Ronnie, the more violent one, punched him in the chin, leaving him oh, with serious fuck. injuries and cracking his jaw. Yeah. Like displacing it and like leaving an actual fucking like these motherfuckers were Ruthless. big and they hit hard. Fucking um, well, we already know they're big on respect, so yeah, don't fuck with them. Like, don't yell at them. Yeah. So the craze actually walked from there back to the east end of London. Oh, shit. They were arrested the next morning, and then they were turned over to the army. So they were kind of in like a go-between where they were getting trained to mm-hmm. go in. So they were just handed straight over. They were like, fucking send it. We don't, we're not doing this shit anymore. Yeah. Now, in the midst of all this bullshit, they went home and told their mother that they would not be yelled at or spoken to that way, and they were um, being spoken to super disrespectfully according to them which i get it like i casey's told me some of the shit they say mm-hmm. in training now yeah um so they burnt their they took off their uniforms and burnt them and they took to the underground of the east end of london so that they couldn't be found yeah yeah and nobody was gonna fucking snitch and tell anybody where the goddamn where craze the fucking were crazy yeah. no no um whilst awl or absent without leave and running from their military duty and assignment they assaulted a police officer constable who tried to arrest them. And listen, I can only assume that, like, this dumb fuck had a death wish. Like, if you like, knew you, you know were walking up are. on the craze, like, no. Don't fucking do it. So, like, so, so here's... Complex. Like, so bad. Let me explain why I keep saying, like, you dumb fuck about the cops trying to intervene. So back then, especially in the east end of London, there, it, there were so many crooked cops. Mm-hmm. So the, the community as a whole did not have any respect for the police yeah. because when something would happen they, and they would call the police, like there, there was an incident where like a little girl was raped or whatever mm-hmm. and they notified the police. The police didn't really do anything about it. Well, the craze found out and they fucking went and killed like three people that they were involved yeah. with this child getting hurt. Yeah. Um, so people started to understand that like, if you wanted certain things dealt with in the mm-hmm. East end of London, you didn't tell the cops, you told the craze yeah. or you get a hold of somebody in the firm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and that aside, the police back then were power hungry assholes and they would go arrest people that were playing cards. Mm -hmm. Like they were gambling a little bit and playing cards. Like they were trying to control so much. And they started to realize that, okay, well, if you went to one of the pits that the craze had set up, the cops were not knocking. Yeah, they're not coming there. Um, yeah. So if there was any kind of violence or rape or someone owed you money or whatever the situation was, you called the firm. Yeah. You got a hold of them. The firm will get you justice. Right. So that's why nobody fucking snitched. And when cops would try to run up on the craze and do whatever they needed to do, everyone was like, oh, you're losing. Because Mm. everyone, the cops would try to press charges. There were a couple times where the cops would try to get everything dealt with. And everyone was like, I don't know. I wasn't even there. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah, There was like 70 people there. And they're like, what? Yeah. Because they're smart enough. Is that why it's called a law firm? I don't know. They were just called the firm. I think it's, they were called the firm from somewhere that I read because they were firm when mm. they dealt with situations the that firm. they were, it was very much a, this is what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let me get back to my notes here. Um, I told you guys, this is going to be a longer episode. Sorry. Um, make up for the last two. We haven't actually been that bad. Like the last one was an hour. Oh, good. So they assaulted a police constable. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, basically I put in the notes, like, if you fucking saw the craze doing something, your best bet was to smile and fucking wave. Yeah. Um, fun fact, they were the last, among the last prisoners that were ever held in the Tower of London. Oh, really? Um, which, side note, is haunted as fuck and will be its own episode. 
I'm actually really excited to hear that one. Well, my sister lives in England. I love all the hauntings, too. Right, but my That's sister true. lives... Yeah. Okay. She lives there, so I'm going to see if I can get her to go over to the Tower of London and take a couple, like, in-the-moment photos. Wasn't there something else that you wanted her to take a picture of over there, too? Who the hell knows? Probably. Um, before being transferred to the Shepton Mallet Military Prison in Somerset for a month to wait to await their court trial, they were convicted and sent to Buffs Home County's Brigade a depot jail in Canterbury, Kent. It's in Kent. So their behavior in prison was so bad that they both finally received their dishonorable discharges from the army. The army wanted nothing to fucking do with them because they were unruly, insane, and whatever in the hell, at least in their eyes, which in my eyes, I was like, can I date someone like you? Will it be okay? I know that probably means something's wrong with me. Every cell down. Um, So they tried to dominate. They tried initially to dominate the exercise area outside, like where all the weights were, and they obviously were successful over time. Um, their one outside their one man cells during the first few weeks in prison. When their conviction was certain, they began to throw what was referred to as tantrums. And I don't know if I want to call it a tantrum. I just think they were disrespectful as fuck because they had no respect for the law whatsoever. They're like, fuck this. Yeah. So they would empty their latrine bucket over the heads of the sergeants. They would dump a Dixie. So uh, a Dixie in England is a large food and or liquid container. Okay. Dump a Um, Dixie. I like how that sounds. Yeah. Full of hot tea and other different kinds of things onto them. (laughs) Oh, they, so this is actually in the movie. So they handcuffed a guard to the prison bars with a pair of stolen handcuffs. Um, in the movie, um, Reggie like headbutts him and beats the shit out of him. But in all actuality, what happened was is they cuffed him and then they set their bedding on fire. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Yep. They were moved to a communal cell. Um, where they assaulted their guard with a china vase. Where did they get that? Dude, prisons back in the 50s were not, <laughs> as I'm saying, like, why the fuck was there a china why vase in there? Why is there a you china vase in the prison? I don't know. They're like, we gotta make it it's nice. fancy. Class this place up a little <laughs> Classy bit. Classy as fuck for these criminals. It's gonna be <laughs> fine. Um, so they beat him with a fucking china vase, and then they just escaped. They were like, listen, I'm done. I'm and over we're this. done. So they were quickly recaptured. And awaited another transfer to civilian authority for crimes committed at large. They spent their last night in the Canterbury drinking a bunch of fucking cider. So cider to us is, um, you know, like the Stella Artois ciders you guys can get here. Cider's more commonly consumed in England. It's an alcohol. It's still alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Eating crisps, which to you guys would be chips. Okay. And smoking cigars. Because, oh my fuck, I love cigars so we much. We know what those are. Oh, I love cigars. They're called cigarolios, though. Really? That's cooler. Cigarolios. Like um, courtesy of the young national serviceman who was actually acting as their guard. So I'm assuming he was a fan or he had a fucking brain. Whichever yeah. way you want to spin that. He's like, I'm not stupid. It was in these last prison rotations that it's rumored... Now, I found this in a couple different places. So, again, it's rumored. I don't have any solid evidence on it, but I I thought it was cool, so I threw it in. So, in these last prison rotations, it's rumored or said that the craze met another man or gentleman because there was no... Right around all this was going on, they were still, like, 
2021, 20, 22. Like they yeah, were still young. young. They fuck. still hadn't yeah. really started what I would call their criminal enterprise at this point. They were just little fucks right now. Yeah, they're just fucking around. Right, yeah, right mm-hmm. now, like they don't have the firm or anything like that. It's just them. I have no idea what's happening for them in their future. Right. <laughs> so these boys met someone in prison who was rumored to be more OG gangster, like kind of handing over the reins type of deal. Um, he was known to be a gangster and he told the boys that supposedly that they terrified him to his core and he'd never seen anyone like them and they needed to learn to use that power and look for people who did not want to be hurt because they would do and pay all kinds of things to stay safe. And this is what is supposedly said to have sparked the twins idea to start charging people protection money okay um and that's kind of where supposedly the seed was planted to like have businesses and different people like it's x amount per week for our protection right and they would they'd go in like people would go to the craze and be like hey will you come sit at my bar Mm -hmm. one night a week for two hours and just let people know because the second people found out that that was a place that the craze visited they did not fuck with that business yeah but obviously like people paid yeah that's how that like that's where the firm started and yeah they kind of came out and they that's where it all kind of went down yeah so now before i dive too much into how the firm got created and all that kind of stuff I'm going to touch on the boys themselves. So I'm going to, this episode, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Ronnie. And then to start episode two, I'm going to tell you guys about Reggie. And then I'll move into the firm because we're already like 30 something minutes in. Cool. So Ronnie, in his book, My Story, which for some fucking reason I haven't read, which I need to get my hands on. And to a comment to a writer um, on the Cray tapes, he said, I'm bisexual, not gay. So in the movie, he's portrayed very much as like just being into boys Mm -hmm. or guys, I guess I should say. Um, I fuck, I, he was very, especially back in the fifties, he was very like, no, I like boys. Mm -hmm. Um, and when the American mafia came over and was like, you know, we can get you women, we can get you this. He was like, I like, I want a boy. And they were like, oh, fuck. And when I say boy, I shouldn't be saying boy. I don't mean he liked boys. boys, He liked men. He liked guys. He was attracted to guys. Yeah. Um, More more so than women. But he did plan on marrying a woman named Monica in the 60s, whom he dated for on and off for almost three years. And he called her the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. Um, This is mentioned in his brother's, in his brother's book, so Reggie's book, A Born Fighter, which I obviously fucking need a copy of that too. That sounds like a cool title too. I gotta go to Barnes and Noble, bro. Um, also extracts... It's cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then there's another one by Kate Cray that I fucking... Just whatever, dude. So Ronnie was arrested before he had a chance to marry Monica. Oh. And even though she ended up marrying... Um, Oh, what the fuck? I didn't even... How did that end up in my notes? I didn't even see it. So she married one of Ronnie's ex-boyfriends. Oh, scandalous. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, 59 letters um, were sent to her from Ronnie between May and December in 1968 when he was imprisoned. 
Ronnie still obviously had feelings for her and his love was very clear as he would constantly refer to her as my little angel or my little doll. She also still had feelings for Ronnie and those were obvious in her letters and these letters were auctioned off in 2010. Now listen, if someone can find me these fucking letters or copies of these letters, um, you can have anything you want. That'd anything. be really cool to see. Anything Holy you want. shit. I would probably cry. Like, I don't know why I'm so fucking obsessed with old school gangsters, but I am. Yeah. Um, so a letter sent from prison in 1968 from Ronnie to his mother, Violet, also makes reference to Monica in saying, If they let me see Monica and put me with Reg, I could not ask for more. He went on to say, apparently he was dyslexic as well, so he made a lot of spelling mistakes, but it says, Monica is the only girl I have liked in my life. She's a lovely little person, as you know. When you see her, tell her I'm in love with her more than ever. Ronnie subsequently married twice, marrying Elaine in 1985 at the Broadmoor Chapel before the couple divorced in 89, which was the year I was born, following which he married Kate Howard, whom he divorced in 94. In an interview with author John Pearson, Ronnie indicated he identified with the 19th century soldier Gordon of Carmount. He said Gordon was like me, homosexual, and he met his death like a man. When it's time for me to go, I hope I do the same. Same, dude. Yeah. So he was, he was very, he was very, um, all over the place mentally. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of his problem. Um, there was actually a time when his brother wound up getting blitzed out drunk and laid hands on his wife, which was not like them. Yeah. Um, and he found out, beat the fuck out of his twin. Yeah. And fuck yeah. Yeah. Beat the fuck out of his twin, took his wife out of the house, went and got her an apartment and was like, we weren't raised like this. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck crawled up his ass. Um, wow. Yeah. That was, that was a bad day for everybody. Yeah. Um, holy well, shit. That's well, because sad. I'll close with this. That way we'll lead you guys into the next guy. So the other brother, mm-hmm. um, after she left from all that going down, he obviously tried to get her back or whatever. But after he whooped her ass that one time, she wound up killing herself. Oh my God. And it fucking, well, cause she couldn't leave. Um, mostly because you got to think about it. Imagine divorcing one of these guys yeah. and then them finding out you're dating some other guy. They're they would have taken him. their fucking kneecaps off. Yeah. Like, no. Once you're, once it's, you're with someone yeah. like this and they love you, mm-hmm. like you're theirs mm-hmm. as fucked up as that sounds like they would not have been okay with her leaving. Yeah. So she left and after he beat her ass and which fuck yeah, like you should have left. So proud of that took her own life. And when he found her, he, that's when he fucking spiraled. That's he lost. He yeah. lost his fucking mind damn god damn so we'll move into him next time oh, so anyways that's, that's so sad this is the first part of the craze oh my gosh i need to unwind a little bit after that before i go into mine Whew. yeah that's i'm wow. hoping i'm hoping i can get the next section into one episode yeah might be even more than that i i hope i that's can get crazy. it into one episode that's so fucking sad how that ended Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm so affected right now. I had to leave it on the sad note, so everyone's like, "What happens next?" I don't know if I can go on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh boy. Okay. If anyone has any stories about the craze, let me know. Oh, that would be so cool. 
because they like, weren't so long ago that like yeah, people that were people involved with them are, still... are gone um like grandkids like different things like that like me or like the like stories that like, get passed still, down yeah, yeah we still have the stories that'd be so cool to hear okay well I'll drink some more of my coffee and then i can go on sorry guys and go on with my life okay so i'm talking about synchronicity and um it kind of goes along with how you talked about the that angel numbers weird before. Dream. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Sorry. Oh, which it goes into that too. Yeah. Which I'm like, after I, I had that dream about a week ago, and then I started researching this. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. It's synchronistic. No, just kidding. Oh Jesus. That's oh, a word. I keep. I don't know. I keep almost turning off my laptop. Oh boy. Because it's just that button right there, so my can keeps sitting there. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so synchronicity is a term that came into popular use by the Swiss psychotherapist Carl Jung. Okay. Jung? Jung? Have you ever heard of him? No. Really? I just like the word psychotherapist. I know, I was like, mm, Shelby, will, Shelby will like that one. Exactly. Um, he experienced meaningful coincidences where two or more signs that occurred randomly were also connected by meaning, not by cause, and in both his life and during his sessions with his clients. Huh. Um, synchronicity is an experience of two or more events which occur in a meaningful manner, but which are casually unrelated. In order for it to be synchronistic, it is a word, see? Ha ha. (laughs) It's already in here. (laughs) The events must be related to one another with regard to time, and the chance that they would occur together at random by chance must be very small. Huh. So, I mean, we, I mean, most of us experience coincidences a lot in our lifetime or in our day, like just day to day. Right. Which I like to, I feel like coincidences aren't just as casual as people think or even as this is kind of making it sound like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But then some of these things that happen are more synchronistic to lead you down the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So. At least that's what I've experienced personally. Right. Yeah. And it's cool because. I might, um, don't, like, I, I kind of have it at the bottom, so I hope I don't forget to go over it, but it's kind of cool how Cole and I got together. Like. Yeah. How, how we went to school, the same school together, never met. We were at the same places all the time, never met. Dude, so fucking nuts. Me and Casey, too. Like, we grew up, like, two streets apart. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the district school line was, like, right in the middle, so yeah. we went to different schools, but we always go to the same grocery store, we always went That's to the same so high nuts. school part, like, but we never fucking... Like cross paths yeah, until you needed so to. so crazy. Until you needed to. That's what's crazy. But, like, like, we were always around each other. Yeah. Well, and, like, I, um, Cole and I have talked about it before. Back then, if we would have met back then, we would not even be talking Dude, today. Dude, same. We'd probably fucking hate each other. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, my God, I have chills. <laughs> I guess maybe I'm just cold. I don't know. I have a jacket on. No, I think um, that's cool. But just, like, how it all happened for us to finally meet up online on a dating app, it was just fucking nuts. Yeah, we were online, too. It's so crazy. <laughs> It's There's so many people talk me. about how online is so like dangerous and stuff. Like I'm like, no, it's really not if you're smart about it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I think people it's crazy how shit. similar our stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so nuts how it all like worked out in the end too. Right, and like me and Cole are both the Scorpio Sagittarians, uh-huh. and we both were on one side of it, and you guys were both the Aries, and you guys both did yeah. similar shit to That's me and Cole. So fucking nuts yeah we yeah. were talking about that one yeah oh by the way she's met cole now oh yeah updated that part that's been a while <laughs> i met him a little fucker beat me at mortal Kombat, but i was drunk so it doesn't count yeah it was fun that was a fun night <laughs> um night we started drinking at one in the afternoon oh yeah i was drunk i don't remember yeah <laughs> oh oh yeah let me get it up here oh do you have my necklace cool forgot about that okay anyways we got very 
off the topic on that one. Sorry, guys. Well, it started on topic, but then I changed well, it. Well, then we were talking about synchronicity, so technically it's not off topic. No, You're that was, welcome. It was my necklace part that took me off topic. They'll be fine. Okay, so... Um, okay, these are the signs that show up in your life that can lead us down different paths. Okay. So a sign may be a person who resembles someone from your past. Uh, it could be an animal that shows itself to us during a walk. It could be a quote that you have heard over and over in a day. Um, synchronicity is when we have more than one sign that show up of the same meaning. Okay. And don't... I'll get into that in a minute, so I won't, I won't go into that right now. <clears throat> Side note before I forget, because I will... Somebody messaged me after they listened to our doppelganger episode. Oh, yes. And they were like, I saw a picture of you, and you look a lot like somebody in my life. Like, I don't want to creep you out, but I just listened to the doppelganger episode, sent me a picture of her, and I was like, get it out. You're like, away with this. Away. Oh, yeah. Away. I don't like it. Send it back. <laughs> Send it back. Delete. Yeah. Delete. Delete this. Send it back. That's cool, though. They're, we're having a malfunction. Get it out. <laughs> You're like, I never saw this. Close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> if we listen we, and pay attention and follow the signs, um, we will be led to more. So if we don't pay attention, then we meant, um, we end up distracted and we end up down a path that isn't going to serve us. Oh, boy. So that's why, for me, like when I used to like um, ignore my gut feelings and stuff uh -huh. and ignore these signs, I would always end up right back to where, like it's like a big circle. Like, nope, you weren't supposed to go down this path. Now you got this choice again. Try it again. Right. So like, do it right this time. 100%. So it's like pay attention to that stuff. Pay attention to the signs and the meanings behind these signs. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically, a path that is connected to synchronicity has a higher potential to serve our whole self, body, heart, and mind. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, yeah, when you notice the same coincidence happening more than once and it begins to take on meaning, that's when it's synchronicity. So, pay attention to that stuff. And it's even good, like, to write that stuff down because then you can start to pay more There's attention to when it's happening. so much stuff I feel like I have to pay attention to now that we've been, like, doing this podcast. And it's mm -hmm. like, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. I'm never going to go Like, down. I don't have that I'm much attention. I'm never going to go down. <laughs> There's too much going on. For real. Like, I can't. I don't want to look in this way. I might see my doppelganger. Don't <laughs> Yeah. Well, shit. That's what happens when you go through all these topics, I guess. Um, so synchronicity, synchronicity, there you go. I fucked it up. Refers to the gear, gears or wheels of time. Um, though the actual concept of synchronicity cannot be scientifically proven, which duh, a lot of things can. People like to be like, oh, it doesn't exist. It can't be proven. I have to see it. <laughs> so dumb. There's so we have to see it. You're yeah, dumb. I need to see the evidence to believe it. But then I also believe in God. That's a like. I yeah, my face is like I can't I cannot go down this rabbit hole. You can't believe one, not the other. No, like, I won't come back from scenario. it right now. Okay. Um, let's see. One can record synchronicities as they occur and watch the patterns of behavior that create over them over time. And, um, and over time, it's usually not a long period of time. These, us these synchronicities usually happen within pretty short amount of time. So okay. it's not like you have one and then a month later and then two months later and then you're like, what path am I supposed to be on? So yeah, so watch, the, watch for the meanings and they usually happen pretty close together. Okay. Um, the concept of synchronicity is currently linked more to metaphysics, yet physics, like quantum physics and mes metaphysics are merging um, thus showing the interconnection and how the manifest, how we manifest the synchronicities into our lives. 
Acceptable. Acceptable. Well, that's what we did. We, we accepted those synchronicities and look at the path that led us. We met our men. And apparently you have a little angel baby that's dragging you around to change the world with somebody. But no pressure. No pressure or anything. Like, Let me know when you start changing the world. Well, maybe I already am. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way you just said that with your little, I'm going to touch my heart. Like, maybe I already am. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. And I fucking hit my head so hard on the back of my, car- my chair. So, <laughs> fuck me. If only it would have been over a little bit more. You have a pillow right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah, just put it there, just in case I say anything Fuck else to make you laugh. Morning. <laughs> you gotta be prepared. I can Fuck. be pretty funny sometimes. I, <laughs> I can be pretty funny sometimes. Is the <laughs> seriousness in which you say it, like, I can be pretty funny sometimes. Like, brace yourself, They're like, bitch. when? <laughs> hey, I haven't heard it. Prove it. Well, they just need to catch me drinking and just chilling, and then I'm fine. I... Okay. She'll just start ripping off bras and throwing them places, guys. I'm just letting you know. I know. I woke up the next morning. It was all on the floor. I'm like, I remember doing that. I didn't do that. I don't care. When my bra needs to come off. It's coming the fuck off. I don't care who's around. Understandable. You're even lucky if I'm wearing a bra. Okay. Um, now more than ever, synchronicities are... Oh, duh. I've read that part. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um... Where am I at? You're going to get me all, like, confused. Just kidding. Okay, where the hell am I for real, though? Okay. Okay, I... You guys, she's super fucking I think I actually have this in my notes twice is what... It's the problem, because I don't think I read this whole thing already. Oh, are we doing this? Are you recording? No, just taking a picture. Okay, so now more than ever, synchronicities are people, places, or events that your soul attracts into your life to help you evolve to higher conscience consciousness or to a place that um to replace emphasis on something going on in your life what did i mean to say there emphasizing on something going on in your life i guess something like that i would assume yeah i'll assume that too the more consciously aware you become of how your soul manifests the higher your frequency becomes and the faster you manifest positively down so stay positive bitches (laughs) okay each day, your life encounters meaningful coincidences, synchronicities that you have attracted, and on the other, and on, uh, what? <laughs> on other words, created in the grid of your experience in the physical world. You fucking kill me. What? I fucked up these notes or something. Okay. Souls create synchronicities played out in the physical world. That's why you're here, and that's how our reality works. Sure. Sure. Wait, is that a, I don't agree, sure? I don't know. It's just there. It's just around. Our faces in these pictures describe everything that we're doing. I'm so right confused now, so. by your shirt right now. My what? Wait, I'm just trying to understand. Wait, do you agree with this or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't, I just was like curious what your thoughts were. Because it kind of reminds me, and it kind of talks about this, um, how you talked about soul contracts. Yes, sir. How it kind of goes in with that, how it talks about how you... I'll get, I think I have it down in here, but it talks about how it all goes together with synchronicity. Okay. Um, okay, synchronicities may simply occur just to make a point, so don't well, blow those ones out of proportion. You must look at the bigger picture of synchronicities and think outside the box or the patterns of reality and not the actual experience that's yeah, happening. Like, so look, you have to pay more attention to the meaning behind it than the actual experience. Okay. 
So you can consider events synchronistic when an inner experience such as a dream, vision, or other form of deja vu prepares you for physical event. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm terrified. My dream's preparing me for a physical event. I'll be right back. I gotta go grab my daughter. Okay. So you keep communicating with them. Okay. We'll communicate, guys. Let's see. So your soul is always multitasking to create new experiences for you. If you observe how observe how you're how you move. Oh my God. I need coffee. I need some coffee. Hold on. Oh, that sounded like I was about to say something different. Maybe I need that too. Okay. If you observe how your life. Oh my goodness, you guys. If you observe how you move through life, you will understand. Doing this allows many people to clear their issues by writing their story as a catharsis of their experiences here on the physical world. The higher and clearer your frequency and intent, the faster you manifest these synchronicities. Okay. Mm, pretty girl. She's still feeling miserable. Yeah. Mm. So, sorry guys, we're gonna have my little two-year-old in on the last part of this. She's sick as fuck, so bear with us. This is life, guys. That's motherhood. You, most of you understand. Yeah. Oh, she looks like crap. Hi, pretty girl. Oh, she's not her normal smiley face. No, but she's got like cookie. Like, what is on I her? I was wondering what that was. Did you, did you bite your lip? Oh, no. Is it blood? It looks like it's blood. Did you bite it? Oh. Come here, princess. Poor baby. Okay. She's not a happy girl. Yeah, I can tell she looks miserable. Yeah. Um, where am I? In the structure and dynamics of the psyche or psych, Jung describes how, during his research into the phenomenon of collective unconsciousness, he begins to observe coincidences that were connected in such a meaningful way that their occurrences seem to defy the calculations of probability. That's kind huh. of cool. Defy the calculations that, of probability. Yeah, that's intense. He provided numerous examples from his own psychi psychiatric, psychi oh my god, case studies, and many are now legendary. Uh, let's see. So I totally should have found one of those stories and I didn't even think about it. Eh. Damn. I'll be fine. Well, search him if you want to know. Sorry, guys. Okay, so because Jung, Jung, however I've been saying that, believed the phenomenon of synchronicity was primarily connected with psychic, con or, yeah, psychic conditions, he felt that such couplings of inner and outer reality, so subjective and objective, involved through the influence of the arch archetypes, patterns, inherent... Or patterns inherent in the human psyche and shared by all mankind. Jesus. That's kind of cool. That's way cool. I love that. I love it's, all of this. It's cool that it's all, like, so connected. Everything right. is so connected. And I don't think I've gone over th that part yet, but if, it, if I have, or if I skipped it or something, um, it, do, it just talks about how it all works together. Right. Like how you, like you said, like I've said, mentioned this already, like, the soul contract, but then the synchronicities come together to help you go down that path that you are supposed to be going down. I like it. Um, these patterns, or primordial images, as Jung sometimes refers to them, compromise man's collective unconscious, representing the dynamic source of all human confrontation with death, conflict, love, sex, rebirth, and mystical experience. I like how I use mystical experience. Mystical experience. That's nice. Oh, well, it's nice. <laughs> I don't really think that's really the word that goes with it, but nice well, will do. I guess. 
When an archetype archetype is activated, is that how you say that? What archetype archetype? Ar- Ar- I would say archetype. Archetype. I think that's okay, what it is, yeah. that's what I thought, but then you know me with words. Yeah. Um. So it's act is activated by emotionally charged events, whether positive or negative, but in some cases such as like tragedy. Right. Um. Other related events. T- tend to draw near because like when something big happens, that's when other things start to come into fruition. Okay. Um. In this way, the archetypes archetypes become a doorway that provides us access to the experience of meaningful and often insightful coincidences. Hmm. So those are the ones that we're all learning from, taking us on. And it's not, it's not necessarily the synchronicities, but it's the coincidences that happen in our life that still show us the path to the synchronicities, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. You okay, girl? Oh, I think. She looks so miserable. Yeah. An open and relaxed mind is critical for synchronicity. It is easy to force signs into connection which aren't relevant. We can see many potentials and possibly path ahead, paths ahead of us, yet we walk only one physical path at a time. Deciding okay. which sign are which signs are relevant to follow can be overwhelming if your mind isn't clear. That's when you're seeing all this stuff and like making meaning out of it that isn't meaning there. Right, like overthinking everything and being yeah. like, well, this goes here and this goes here. Yeah, I think I've done that like my whole life. I know. I, oh, who hasn't? Everyone has for sure. That's what's important to like, the, um, it recommends in here, down a little bit to do, there's, if you go into YouTube, you can actually find meditations that's for opening your mind, clearing your mind for synchronicities. That's cool. Yeah, so it's just like. I might need to do that. Yeah, the one that it gave me, you had to pay for Oh. So I, I'm, I'm sure you with can the find website, some. but that's when I went to YouTube and found all the ones. Oh, okay. So YouTube has them, but the one that was on here was like a dollar. I'm like, it's only a dollar, but still, like there's free <laughs> ones. There's free ones, and I'm cheap, so it works. Um, so there are infinite possibilities of how synchronicity will come to you. It may even become, it may even come to you through a song over the radio or mm. something that helps you shift frustration, um, into courage and emotion. Songs do that for I me say a lot. that's music for me yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. If I'm in a bad mood or anything, put on any different type of song, like depending on my mood, it mm-hmm. helps so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have some tips for synchronicity. Oh shit. And then oh, shit. I have some examples. Um, so one of the practices that help us stay connected and follow these signs is a simple ten minute meditation. So that's what I was talking about. So um, go to YouTube and search for synchronicity meditations. A clear mind helps everything, including living a life with synchronicity, but then it just helps just go through your life. Self-love, you guys. Mental health. Self-love is fuck. Like, that shit is so important. Mm-hmm. Where they say you can't pour from an empty cup. I like that one. Like, fill your me. Fill yourself up, bitch. I'm just kidding. Watch me. Watch me. Um, yeah, but you do stuff that helps fill your cup, basically. I mean, uh, okay. I don't know. Probably. Sure, maybe. I hope so. Who the fuck knows? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not here, but I would think, <laughs> I, I would think there are things that... I don't know. We'll just go on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit. I'll do it more then. <laughs> to practice noticing signs, ask a question about your life, and then go for a walk in nature. Repeat the question as you walk and see where your attention is drawn to. What are the first four signs you notice? And is there meaning that you can associate with a sign? If the answer isn't clear, though, don't jump to conclusions, which yeah. leads you associating it with, like, your best friend's aunt's hair lady, just so you can feel like you've met some sort of synchronicity. <laughs> You're like, oh, her name's Angelica. Like, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. 
So ask the questions in a new way if you're not getting clear signs and try it again. Okay. Got so it. don't give up if you if you if the sign isn't clear, don't give up and don't just like assume just so you can make it synchronously, like keep trying. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna end up down that fucking path where you're gonna fuck Ugh. everything up. Okay. So when a real sign shows up, follow it. Pay attention and listen for a deeper meaning. Be curious and see if the sign has significance for you to apply in your life. And if it does, um, the sign opens up to synchronicity and will continue to show you more. Okay. Basically. I like it. I like it. Basically, if you're open to it, it'll keep coming. Exactly. Clear mind. Open for it. Pay attention to the signs and the meanings behind it. And don't just assume that it's a fucking sign because you want it to be. Um, check in with how you feel about the sign. Does it send a warning to you? Do you feel electrified? Do you feel happy, sad, negative, positive? Do you feel good? Noticing your feelings when you come across the sign will help you turn it into a meaningful message, into an inspiration, or into an action. And you may try drumming to help you connect more with the energy of the signs. That's interesting. Drumming? Like, yeah, like, I guess just, I don't know. It doesn't really clarify. Maybe just, that's why I do, like, the nail click thing that maybe. I don't even realize. Sometimes I'll, I do that, like, with my hand around. Yeah. Yeah, like, just, like, pat on, on the counter or whatever. Um, let's see. Consider the signs coming to you in your sleeping dreams. Maybe that's what it was. You may enjoy reading the book. Oh, so there's a book. It's called um, Conscious Dreaming, A Spiritual Path for Everyday Life by Robert Moss. And I found it on Amazon for, I think it was like 15 or less. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Huh. That's why I say Amazon. I find, I went to Barnes & Noble and I found some books. I love Barnes & Noble. But then I f- went and searched on Amazon because I have Prime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's like $6 cheaper. Makes sense. That book was. God damn it. Can you hear him up there listening to his hood shit to kind shower? Of, kind of. All of a sudden, all this gangster rap starts playing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's funny. Now I'm, get, I'm about to get hood up in this shit. I'm just kidding. Fuck, I guess. <laughs> take, sh- oh, not take showers. Take action. <laughs> well, please, well, take, please showers. take showers. Please take showers. <laughs> please, God, take showers. If not for you, for everybody around you. That was perfect. <laughs> Don't take showers. Just I mean, take out. showers. Just to call out for any of you nasty ones out there. Just kidding. They're like, I haven't showered in two weeks. I'm like, oh, what does you ha- that even You better have mean? a, re- like, you better be out in, like, the jungle. And then, even then, take, what water. Is, ca- take one of those four baths. You just take, just take a washcloth, wipe down the part. It's the matter. <laughs> okay, we're going off subject now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need tips on bathing. Okay. Well, some people might. Okay, so take action and let the universe know you're paying attention. Follow through with what feels right, and as you take these actions, look for additional signs so that you know that you're on the right track. The magical path of synchronicity. A journal, oh, a journal, no, journal about the signs that you notice in your life. Keep track of when you see the signs, how you feel about them, what the meaning you derive from them, and over time you'll see these patterns and the signs that the synchronicities have shown up and are showing up in your life. Okay. And biggest sign, our biggest tip, don't give up. Remember that seeking synchronicity will bring more magic into your life. So be persistent and be patient. So if you, again, if you aren't getting actual meaning from these signs, ask it a different way. Try again and clear your mind and then pay Pay more attention to the signs that you are seeing because maybe you're missing something. Okay. So here's just a couple examples of synchronicity um, on top of the ones that we already talked about in our own life. You are, so say you are suffering from financial difficulties 
Yeah, money for basic expenses, expenses such as rude... Oh my god, I've said rent and food together. <laughs> Is that what that, that was? That was rude. <laughs> that was rude. Such That's as... fucking perfect. Rent, food, and utilities always manifest. And I find that too, like every time I'm like stressed about money, somehow it always ends up okay with paying like bills See, i just say i just say like um positive affirmations exactly. like i have them you have all, to stay positive about well it. i have post-it notes mm-hmm. all over my bathroom mirror upstairs so when i first wake up in the morning and i go to like wash my face and brush my teeth mm-hmm. like i see them and i i force myself even if i'm not in the mood to say them oh, okay so like even if it's just in my head i'm like you know there's an abundance of this there's mm-hmm. an abundance of this like everyone's is yeah and I noticed that even with that, it started to line up the synchronicities, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. I know. I love the positive affirmations. People don't realize how much they really do help. Like, even if it's just so much as changing your mindset about a subject. A thousand percent. And that alone will help you actually accomplish it. Yep. There are so many people I find who are really negative about that stuff who are just... They don't believe it's true, so they never try it. They're like, that's stupid. That's not ever going to Well, that's work. fine. Like, those people end up staying in the same That's when you stay in your situation. Life, yeah. Like, for forever like do us a favor if that's you get try off it for like a podcast f- or that <laughs> try it for a fucking week just be positive about more things than you are now for a week and then see how fucking different you feel or just get the fuck out yeah that, that's that's fine too i guess <laughs> i'm trying to give you guys a chance but whatever <laughs> just kidding okay so another example is you've been feeling ill with no clear sign of diagnosis and then you meet someone who happens to know a doctor or a healer who has the answers that you've been seeking Oh, Jesus. All physical problems stem from emotional issues, and so your soul will point you in, uh, point out the patterns and hopefully the solutions that you need. Mm-hmm. So when the person is ready to hear, heal, the doctor will show up, and that person will often show up by synchronicity. Yep. Um, this all stems from various levels of depression and self-sabotage stemming from one's DNA or life experiences. The yeah, back get, to, yeah. Well, you get caught up in that mindset of yeah. like, and, like, rerunning all the shitty stuff that's happened to you. Exactly, and you're and stuck in that. Well, yeah, you get stuck in that thinking trap, and then it mm-hmm. fucks everything off. Yeah, and then everything's just, like, upset, basically. Like, you change right. everything. Um, so, it's just life experience that have worn them down. Um, that, those are the ones who usually have these illnesses that they can't diagnose. Right. Um, so, when you are confused or in emotional pain, you either have problems manifesting synchronicity or they're just major learning lessons that you need to pay attention to. Right. Well, and we're not saying that like if you have depression or you have something like that, that's not valid or warranted and it's because oh, yeah. your synchronicities are off. Like, no. no, that's not what we're saying. No, there's plenty of other cases for different things. It's just some of the scenarios. This is what it actually is. I like your ass in those boxes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. didn't understand what's happening then i heard boxers like wait why am i looking you're like the color of a crayon <laughs> that's awesome i didn't even know who you were talking to i already turned around and then i was like shit sorry <laughs> um let's see so when you finally end a Do bad relationship coffee and then immediately find another partner that comes into your life uh-huh. after a bad relationship um that's a lot of times a synchronicity Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, everything's trying to help you balance your shit out. Like, you got out of that shit relationship, that right. shit thing, and then now you're taking the steps and actually paying attention to the signs that will better and put you on the right path. Right. Um, so, let's see. Another one is you drive to a place where the parking lot seems next to impossible to find somewhere to park, and then all of a sudden someone pulls out of a parking spot, or there's one just, like, happening to be waiting for you. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I find if I, like, 
in advance i'm just like always like there will be a spot for me i always find a spot see and where i guess i'm getting a little bit confused is the overlap between synchronicity and like the law of attraction mm -hmm. because the law of attraction also teaches that thing like before you pull into a parking lot just keep repeating to yourself like i'll find a parking spot mm -hmm. i'll find a, or like my parking spot will be close um so that's i'm yeah how it's like this it's like overlapping yeah, yeah. i see what you're saying yeah um I think a lot of it, it kind of just, a lot of the stuff just goes hand in hand. As oh, well, yeah. This kind of lifestyle does a thousand percent yeah. everything in your So I think, so a lot of that overlapping is how it's, it is the um, positive affirmations, but then that's like showing you the synchronicities, like it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense when you explain it like that for sure. Um, so another example is when you feel depressed and you can't find focus in your life, then the next person you talk to happens to say something that brings that needed guidance. I like it. That's why it's so important to surround yourself with positive people. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even express that enough. That's I had to get rid of so many people from my life because I just felt like they were so negative. Dude, same. Like, they're still in my life, but I'm just like, I can't be around them. They're, like, at a far distance. Exactly. Like, I know mm -hmm. of them now. Um, so in a world of wounded souls and evolving consciousness, answers to help and... Answers to help that will guide will also come more quickly and in different sources than it has in your past. Learn from those who come along, but never become codependent. That's fucking important in any situation. Yes. Okay, so... Let's see. Um, this is my last example. It's a well-known example of synchronicity. It involves the true story of French writer Emile de Comte. In 1805, he was treated to some plum pudding um, by Monsieur de Fontebue. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, he encountered plum pudding on the menu of a Paris restaurant. When he went to order some, the waiter told him the last dish had already been served to another customer, who turned out to be Fontague. And then in 1832, Emile visited a restaurant with a friend and is once again offered plum pudding. He recalled the waiter, or he recalled the earlier incident and told his friend that only Monsieur whatever is, <laughs> is missing to make the setting complete as they laughed at that moment thought of you whatever his name is enters the room by mistake what the hell so it's just like how like the, that crazy coincidence is that's, more yeah that's a little ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of plum pudding in people all uh -huh. in places okay yeah so apparently that's a um well-known example but uh, i never heard that before i know so me neither so that's super well known i guess um so the last thing I have is Young's observations were based on the rejection of coincidental one-dimensional life and instead the recognition that we engage in a world very complex and a way through our, psych or through our psyches, energies, and our emotions and our actions and experiences. Seeing life this way, it becomes less of a series of coincidences mixed with, all, mixed with our projections and manipulations and instead a far more interactive and albeit more mysterious experience. Hmm. Life becomes a unified co-creation that is answering your questions. I like that. I know. I like that part. Life is reflecting to you what is what it is that you need to know. Bam. I like that. It's so crazy how things really do play out like that in our lives, though. Not just the coincidence, but the actual synchronicities. Yeah. But. You okay, girl? Okay. It's a no from her. Yeah. She's oh, done. Baby. She's like, Mom, be done now. Oh. Oh. Poor thing. You're so sad. Well, I should probably go get my birthday festivities underway and get this surprise figured out. What time out. did you get home last night? 
I was home all night last night. Oh, okay. All right, well, you go fucking party your ass off, so I'll yeah. tell you guys to stage that shit. I'm um, say, save our souls.